Um, we've got Quasi and Hefner. How are we doing, guys? Hey, what's puffin'? Doing good, bro. Not too much, not too much. Um, how, how you been? How's your night been? Yeah, good. We, um, we're in the studio for a while, doing yeah. a lot of songwriting, working on some of our own tracks. And then we just went and had a bunch of beers and just been kicking it, bro. It's been a long day. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a long day. That's very good. <laughs> Sounds like a long day. Um, well, so you guys have just released... Um, a, a new track together called Lies. Mm. Yep. Congratulations. It's um, thank it's, you. It's very nice and boppy. Yes. You guys were talking about how the inspiration of the track um, was initially. You were listening to like a lot of Nirvana. It was sounding mm -hmm. really dark. Mm -hmm. Hefner, you were you were saying, mm. um, and it kept its subject matter, but then you just flipped it and made it into this dancehall yeah. sort of song that people can actually. Completely changed it. Mm. What what brought about this change? Um, it just felt a little bit too dreary, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. Like there was a vibe there, but it was it was super dark. And mm. I mean, we were both really vibing the Afrobeat stuff at the time. You know, we released Downtown, and we had that sort of on the go. Yeah. And it just seemed. I think we were just in the studio, and like we were like, how can we make this? We'll change this. And I started doing some Afrobeat drums and changing the percussion and stuff. And yeah, caught a vibe and Quasi liked it, so we kept it and went from there. Yeah, very cool. That's fire. I mean, I, I suppose a lot of the time you you don't really hear about people just entirely changing the the feel of a song. So that's that's something. <laughs> yeah. Like usually, I don't know, you, you you got it stuck in your head and you you stay there. But it's it's uh, cool to hear that you could like uh, I suppose realize um, that it could be totally different and still remain the same song I suppose. yeah it's cool to sometimes like if you clash two different worlds together yeah so you kind of we got that dark undertone from the nirvana stuff and it was kind of vibey but then at the same time switch it to something we can actually play live and something mm. you can actually dance and move to while yeah. still keeping that and it just makes it something completely yeah, different totally. you know yeah. and and also as well it like actually has some substance to it as well it's yeah. not just a uh, like a party song that has, uh, you know, nothing to the lyrics. Yeah. The, yeah. In terms of having both of those sides to it as well, I think that's that's really cool. And it's something that I have, like, a lot of respect for when there could be a big song, yeah. but it does have meaning to it. Hell yeah, bro. Was there, was there a particular reason why you wanted to make a song that had those, like, had some meaning but could be uh, uh, um, like more My accessible? favorite songs is usually, like... Because you go out and party, right? You get dumb, you have a fun time, whatever. But at the same time, you can attach, like, an emotional undertone to that. Yeah. It just makes it so much more litter. Because, yeah. like, you're partying, <laughs> yeah. but then you tune into the music and it's just like, I don't know, for me, like, the club is like church. So it's like, <laughs> you can have something, in, it's like an emotional outlet, but like at the, the same church. time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you can, you can express yourself in that way, but at the same time, it's still fresh as fuck. It still sounds cool as hell. Yeah. But then you listen and you're like, ooh, okay, there's some pain there. It's yeah. Cool. I totally know what you mean. Are there, are there any examples of songs that you like that have those? I mean, the joint that you might play tonight by this art, uh, artist called Vori has that. And just like, I grew up listening to a lot of Kid Cudi yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. And a lot yeah, of his yeah, big yeah. songs that they play at festivals like Pursuit of Happiness and um, Day and Night and all that shit, they're like party jammers. But, but at the same time. Yeah, they've got like, that, like, ooh, it's got that extra, like, ooh. <laughs> when you, yeah. It's like, Will like, I cry right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like cry, do I drink? Do I, like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All of the above. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about those songs as well. Is like for the first twenty listens, you're just like, woo, having a good time, and then yeah. you like start the lyrics start to actually come out of the woodwork, and you're like, oh, this is a real Bro. song. Yeah. That's it. It's got those dimensions, man. So yeah, the shit's yeah. like, you know, that's how you try and make a classic, you know? Yeah, very cool, very cool. So what 
specifically does the fact track focus on um, sort of lyrics wise that sort of thing what's the uh, it's just like deceit and just like people fucking with you and just wanting to find someone that you can just kind of dodge that for a day whether it's like you know in the music world or whether it's your nine to five job or whatever it is that you're doing it's just like you know stuff starts to build up and starts to annoy you and you need that outlet and that escape to kind of like avoid that shit and just enjoy yourself for a moment Mm. Very, very relatable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Um, and this came out of some work that you guys were both doing together on an LA trip, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of, well, we cooked it up before LA. It's just before, yeah. Yeah, but then we finalised a lot of the vocals in LA yep. and I think, I don't know, I think you did a little bit of production in LA. Um... Probably. I mean, <laughs> I can't remember. All that weed. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely tweaked some stuff in LA. And we recorded a lot of stuff there. So Yeah. yeah. What, what? It was a long process. Like, we, we um, when did we start it, man? Like, the first, yeah, the first, like, we were talking about the first beat was um, maybe this time last year, if not earlier. So. Mm, yeah. And it's gone through so many changes. Like, it wasn't even finished until after LA when I added guitar into it as well. The guitar wasn't even there until a month before it came out so that you know yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's been through multiple <laughs> different different revisions. and the first that first part of it like the come save me from these lies mm. that was originally the chorus right and then as we made the new track we progressed yeah it came to pre-chorus and we kind of progressed it so it was like we always like now we like to attach ourselves to a, a cool idea first mm. and then we plant the seed of that idea yeah and if it's strong enough of an idea we'll always go back to it and keep tweaking it and keep building it up but you know the story will mm. just kind of tell itself as time goes on yes yeah. it's, it's too easy yeah. to get attached to like a first draft of stuff when mm. there's so much potential to expand on that and and not get caught up in like you might make something cool but then there's unlimited possibilities to expand on that and change stuff and it will probably end up for the better if you don't get so attached to the original idea. And yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good point. Um, and, yeah, I think a, a lot of people, when they do their first drafts as well, uh, can very easily get attached to that. Mm. And mm, 100%. You're emotionally man. invested in it. So. Yeah. yeah, you get too precious with it and you don't want anyone to touch it. But exactly. we've got to a cool point where we can kind of throw ideas and try something. And if it's trash, we'll just go, oh, it's no good and we'll go mm. back. But it's cool that we can we have that option to try and expand and try something new before we like settle for something. And so how do you how do you think that you guys have gotten to this point now? Like what, what sort of... I know we kind of work like a band does in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like try this instrument or do this or do that or do that try this vocal line mm. and it's just like working together for so long that we kind of have that ability and having the studio we have that ability to try things quickly in the moment we don't have to book a studio out with there yeah. then try yeah. this doesn't work does work and you know just having that rapport back and forth is kind of how we got there and is that what you did you find that there was a difference in terms of physically being in LA compared to Melbourne for example with your creativity yeah I think so I mean I feel like we've got other songs we've written that are probably lyrically a bit more in line with us being in LA. Yeah. And okay. written about things there. Like, there's probably a certain afterwards, vibe. Hey, like, like yeah. taking, taking that energy and, and the vibe there away from that trip and coming back to Melbourne and then it's probably subconsciously like sort of yeah, hell yeah. impacted on what we're doing now more. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It made, I mean, like, LA made me appreciate Melbourne. Really? <laughs> yeah, it made me want to, because like, they just rep their city so hard and they respect yeah. what the artists are doing. It made me go, oh, like Melbourne is really dope. I need to, it's just that whole like looking in and then going out kind of vibe, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And now the guitar on the track is real live guitar, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Young Hendrix over here. Played by yourself, yeah, Hefner. Yeah, yeah, so I used to play guitar growing up. Um, I did guitar lessons. We all, I'm sure we all did instruments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were forced to do instruments did, as a kid. I did viola. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we could do a viola trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little fiddle. Remix. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds good. Um, but yeah, I just sort of picked it up, like, probably about six months ago, and sort of wanted to, wanted to play it more, because I think it adds this extra dimension that's sort of lacking in, like, I mean, all the new hip-hop stuff and the trap stuff's really cool, but it, there's this lack of real... Uh, yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, it, it, if, there, if there is... A, it's, like, it's cool to have all the, all the options and the software and stuff involved in modern production, but I think it needs that human sort of element to yeah. really gel things together and, and make mm. it into something that you can't always achieve just using sort of fake sounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started playing it more and it just, I think I was just jamming over the original Lies track we had and it just sounded cool and I wasn't sold on the bus showed Quasi and oh, bro, it, it caught a vibe yeah. and we went with it, so. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. And so do you plan to continue to play live instrumentation mm. on your track yeah I've done it I've done a mm. heap of guitar stuff lately like yeah. just playing riffs and stuff and then resampling it into Ableton or or whatever it's added this whole extra dimension to like how we make music which is really cool and yeah. like like yeah. Quasi touched on with the band vibe you know it makes it I can sit there and jam a guitar and he can sing stuff yeah and it's just ideas and so that's how your creative process is now so it's just a little bit more of a like a jam session that comes about and then as you were saying when when influence strikes you you're right there in the studio is mm. that right yeah yeah, totally, totally. yeah for sure do you guys also like take it away separately and work on it yourselves and come back with ideas like yeah yeah we both because i come from a production background as well so uh -huh. we're mm. always constantly and even now working with Hefner for a while he's even got lyrics in mind as well so yeah. constantly just listening back trying to tweak because we're always in the studio man so mm. it's yeah. like if we get an hour extra after we finish the session with someone else we'll jump on ours and quickly try something new cool. if we need to and do something else you know and how did this partnership come about hey Someone asked yeah, us the other night. It's, it's, uh, so he's, he's got a homie. I used to pour beers at Eddie Had Stadium. Shout out Zubin Irani. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out I know Zubin. you're not listening, but if, if you are. He, so I used to pour beers <laughs> and I just, passing conversation was just like, yeah, I rap, make music. He's like, oh, yeah, I've got a friend that kind of DJs and makes beats. And he gave me his number and I he heard his stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is dope. Yeah. Like he had that ear, like he comes from an electronic production background. I'm like, this is cool. Mm. So I just called him up and I was doing my EP at the time and I hadn't met in my like, Three, four years of doing music, I hadn't met any DJs yet that I gelled with, you know. I'd always just be getting homies to fucking DJ for me. They'd always flake on me and shit. But meeting someone that actually already got paid for doing the shit, yeah. he's already serious about the shit. Yeah. And I called him up and then straight away, first session, we just had a vibe and it, yeah, was, just, it, it was go time. Amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so we, we went on a little two-song two run then. Yes. And we actually ended up uh, playing Play your song live. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. So, yes. man, yeah, Question. that was... Yeah. Which Nirvana were you listening like? What, <laughs> at what type? Like, I almost don't want to give we this can't, away. We can't, we can't give it away. Actually, <laughs> I, will, I will say this. There's a bunch of... um. He used to do... I don't know if you've watched a doco on him and shit, but he mm. used to do a bunch of weird recording before yep. he ever did the Nirvana stuff in just like a tape recorder. And he used to like get heaps of ideas down there. So we were listening mm -hmm. to a lot of that stuff. I okay. will say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's as much Tyler as we can right. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to get sued? Is that it? Or... Oh, well, I'm just, <laughs> if we got sued, that'd be kind of good. That'd be sick. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs>
I'm lawyered up. My, uh, my lawyers are all deep. Are you, are you, are you back yourself against Nirvana's lawyers? That's a big legacy right there, bro. I don't want to fuck with that. You're on your own. I mean, you know, obviously, obviously not Coco Band himself, but I'm talking about it like, you know, the ownership of his music is still pretty. I'm, yeah. I'd take Dave Grohl. Yeah, take on Dave Grohl. Take on Dave Grohl. I wouldn't want to Take on the Foo Fighter legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got, he's got a, a few lot times. of legacy. <laughs> Whoa, that's a big shout out on Sin. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure he's tuned in. Oh, no. Dave Grohl. Oh, man. Where are the gunshots at the front? Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's him knocking at the studio door right now. Yeah, he's definitely in town. He's after you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, somebody who is in town, Brian Fresco. Hey. Fresco. Uh, you guys have been working alongside him for the last little bit? Yeah, so um, I met him because uh, we were playing at the 60 show. He came along, caught that, and then I met him there and had a homie link us up and then told him to come through the studio. Sick. He cruised around. And, um, yeah, we, we threw down some song ideas. We want to try and get him back again. We got a solid idea down, but we want to try and get some more ideas down. Great. So we've just been, yeah, chopping up with him, writing songs. It's cool. It's cool talking to someone that's, you know, got some pretty crazy friends overseas and yeah. some stories and stuff. Mm. So it's cool. Yeah. He's a good dude. That's very cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, was it, like, very natural from the get-go with you guys? Uh, yeah, he's kind of, he's a bit more of a low-key kind of chill dude. Oh, that's all right. He is. Um, he is. Yeah, <laughs> we're, like, we're sometimes a little bit louder in your face and shit. But it was all good. Like, after a while, we got along real well. We just had some beers and just kicked it and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. it was it was all good. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Yeah. Do you have any upcoming gigs? Uh, so, on the 5th of May, I'll be over in Cairns. Uh, Hefner can't make that though because he's going to be living that uh, LA okay. life. Man. I think he's getting some butt injections <laughs> over there or something. I'm, I'm seeing he's the Kardashians doctor. Right. Yeah, that's it. He's got the link up for that. They're going to so. get my ass fat out. So that's, 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 that's kind of Come back right with now. a huge butt. <laughs> yeah. well, please. That's an understatement. <laughs> Please come back in when you uh, come back. Yeah. I'll see you Yeah, sorry. Okay, Please. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll send um, you his details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I expect photos 100%. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll be going up there for two nights rocking this Laneway Festival. Yeah. Um, I got this girl come through. Her name is TJ. She's one half of the My Sisters, so she'll be DJing for me over there. She's Very a real cool. good DJ. And um, yeah, should be fun, man. Connecting with the Cairns peoples. Nice. It's, it's going to be cool. Yeah. Mm. Well, guys, where where can we find you on your socials? Uh, so my, everything is just sounds like quasi, so quasi's K-W-A-S-I, and then sounds like, yeah, as it, as it is. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. At Hefner Official, so H-F-N-R official.com. Com, I guess. Com. You still have a website. Yeah, That's I have a website, website too. People don't use oh, websites nice. anymore. No, I stand corrected. There's no dot .com. Just, just at <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, nice. Instagram, oh. we, Weibo chat. <laughs> penguin, what's it called? Penguin. Club, club penguin. Uh, penguin. Vero. 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 Uh, yeah, Bebo. Tinder. Bebo. No, I don't have Tinder. You don't have Tinder. I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stay off that, stay off that. I'm not allowed. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks so much for coming in, guys. You've been, been a laugh. Uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's get into some more music, I suppose.